This is Speaking of Speaking, quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and the speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you, Matt. Yes, it's another edition of the Speaking of Speaking podcast, and I am so blessed to have a very special guest today. Elizabeth Miner has over 20 years of corporate governance experience as a paralegal working with various entrepreneurs, startups, and multinational corporations. She's pinpointed a key area found uh, missing. It's, It's emotional intelligence in leadership. Now, this is the premise of her life's work, which manifests in her upcoming book, The Entrepreneur Advantage, Emotional Intelligence for Creating and Growing Your Business. Today, I'm sure we're going to be talking about elements of that too, but we really want to focus on something that Elizabeth is walking through right now, and that's planning, pitching, and booking speaking gigs specifically for your, whether it's your book tour or whether it's anything big that you're working on. So that's what the focus of this particular episode is going to be. So Elizabeth, thank you for jumping on the podcast today. I am so excited to be here and I'm so grateful, Carl, that you asked me to join you here. Thank you. Well, thanks for taking your time to do that. So let's talk about the book. I think that's where we want to start is just say, hey, this is an awesome book. You're going to want to buy it. And then after you've bought it, you might be inspired also to write your own book. But there's a process to not only the writing part, but after you've written or as you're wrapping up the writing process, there's the the speaking part of it or the book tour. So we're definitely going to get to that. But tell me about the book itself. How did it come to fruition? Really, it was about having all these meetings with entrepreneurs and thinking about it, entrepreneurs and working with executives and multinational companies and working with startups, I started to develop what I saw was patterns. And I was like, this is why businesses are failing. The startup statistics and the failure rates for startups are huge. And if you ask anybody, if they're going to start up a business, the first thing you're met with, are the failure rate statistics, right? But I started to see patterns while I was coaching people as a business coach. And with all the years of my corporate experience working with startups and then doing the coaching experience, I was seeing how different elements of emotional intelligence was actually manifesting in a business. And it was actually going failure. It was increasing failure rates or it was increasing success rates. If you were strongly versed in your emotional intelligence, you had better success rates. And if you are not really aware of it, and if you had struggles in areas of emotional intelligence, it really trips you up in multiple places in in your journey. So that's where it came from. And, and I certainly, you know what, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said how many startups or how many people that first couple of years in business just they don't make it. And there's reasons for that. And I like the fact that in your, in your research and in, in working with people that you've realized that part of it is the emotional intelligence. That's one of the factors. And of course, this is something that you'll be talking about on your book tour because it's the premise of the book, right? So, So obviously it'll be coming up as a key topic, but one of the things that you're in the throes of, right. And I want to ask you, when did this journey begin? Not the writing journey, but the planning and the pitching, but that's what you're doing is you're getting set to go on a book tour. 
So when did that process begin for you or? Gosh, well, so here's the thing that most people get taken by surprise about is writing a book is not about writing a book. Same thing with any kind of a product launch, right? It's not the thing. It's that's only the start of the mm-hmm. thing. And so when it comes to, and, and you must have found this with your own podcast, right? You start the podcast But that's not the only thing. You don't just hook yourself up to a microphone and a camera, start recording, and then you're done. That's the thing. No, you've got to market. You've got to promote. You've got to do all the things that go with that. Same thing with a book tour that so many people are surprised by. And that's even if you have a real brick and mortar publishing, traditional publisher house. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to learn for me anyway, it was that even those people that have brick and mortar traditional publishing houses actually have to promote the book themselves a majority of the time. So that was something that I was like, well, if they're not doing that piece, then I'll just self-publish and I'll do my own book tour the way I want to do it. Um, So that's where that started was I actually found out early on when I decided I was going to self-publish this is what else is involved in this. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about that process because I think it's one that, like you said, a lot of people don't know what goes into. In some cases, they don't even know where to start. Like they, mm. once they know it's a deep pool, sometimes they don't want to dive in. They go, "Nope, too scary. Don't want to go into that at all." So for you, what's the what have been some of the steps that you've taken? And, and I'm and I'm glad, by the way, that you indicated that launching a podcast is very similar. And it is because there's so much marketing goes into it. Yes, turning on the microphone and recording episodes like we're doing today, that's a part of it. But the bigger component is the marketing. It is letting people know that this is coming. And it is the, as you said, the planning, the pitching, and the booking. So let's walk through it step by step. Let's start with planning. What What's been some of the the experiences or what's been in the planning phase for you? Well, one of the things that I started to do right away was I went to start researching what other conferences were out there that I would be an appropriate speaker for. So I started to do that. And to be honest, what I know from a number of people that are starting out in the speaking world is that's really where things stop for some people. They look for conferences and that's where they stop. And I don't know how much you know about me, but I don't want to be told by anybody that those are your only options. And so (laughs) I will make more options. Um, And so that's where it really started was, let me look at what's out there that's already out there. And I will pitch my speaking topic, my book to other people. But then there are other people that this is suitable for, and I'm not going to wait for somebody else to say I can speak on their stage. I'm going to make my own darn stage. So that's what I started to do is, all right, define my audience. And this is for any type of a product, right? Define my audience, then find them. And then how can I make a stage for them? So it, for me, my, my audience is art entrepreneurs and thinking about it, entrepreneurs. And so then I knew my audience. And so I'm going to co-working spaces and I'm pitching to them to say, Hey, 
I have a book that will help your clients. You have a need because most co-working spaces host events that um, are part of their membership, right? That's part of the benefit for being in this co-working space, not this one. And so I'm pitching to these and saying, hey, have me speak to your people. That increases my audience, but that also promotes something for them, for their audience. So I'm looking for synergies of, of people serving my market. And then I'm pitching the idea of what I can give to them and what they can give to me. I'm looking for win-win opportunities there. That's a great way to look at it. And, and I think that one of the things that you mentioned really resonated with me and it was, and I think we get caught up in this headspace, especially as entrepreneurs and we're writing a book and we think, okay, part of going on the book tour circuit, so to speak, is just going from conference to conference, to conference, to conference, not realizing that we can create our own experiences. We can create our own events. We can, like you said, like with the with the workspaces, those shared workspaces, most of them, as you said, they do hold events. Even if they don't hold events, maybe you're the first person to plant the seed in their brain that, hey, maybe you maybe you should be hosting events and I'd like to be one of your first eventees to come in there and, and assist you. Are there any other any other venues that you've discovered or any other platforms that you've discovered that you're predicting will make great venues for, for your book tour? So what I've um, additionally identified, and I have a team that's working with me, um, we've, we've really, really brainstormed around where is my audience located? And mm-hmm. they're in Chamber of Commerce events. They're in meetups. There are a million meetups for these entrepreneurial groups. So I'm, I'm finding my audience in every location. So I'm just brainstorming, where can I get a group of entrepreneurs together and then pitching to them for their audience. So chambers of commerce is um, Mm -hmm. SCORE and SBA, the organizations that serve entrepreneurs. So any type of things, I'm just looking everywhere for that. Because of my topic, I'm also looking to universities and seeing if I can get a student union group that will bring me in and those types of things. Um, So I'm just looking everywhere that I can to find the space where my audience naturally gathers. Now, the other fun thing I'm doing is I sat down with my team and I said, you know, What people usually think of when they think of an entrepreneurial life, they think of Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week. They think of, you know, the, I can work for four hours and then I go surfing and then I just sit on the beach in my, with my laptop and I work. So I said, let's do a beach volleyball book launch. Let's do that because let's blow up this idea that this is what people think about and I'll speak, we'll have some fun and we'll play on the, we'll riff on the idea. So we're doing all those kinds of things just getting creative and having a fun time with it. That's ingenious. (laughs) It's it's a phenomenal, I mean, not too many book launches happen on the beach. (laughs) 
Right. So, and so uh, hopefully I can get some publicity around that as well, yeah. because because whoever does something like this. Well, if you know me at all, this is like, oh, yep, that's Elizabeth. That sounds <laughs> like her. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited for that. That is that's phenomenal. That's a, that's a great idea. Part of the process, of course, is not just getting the speaking gigs, but also knowing once you have those gigs and you have your schedule you need to know exactly how you're positioning yourself on the stage. So what is it that you want to talk about? And I think this is another thing that sometimes entrepreneurs, as they're, as they're getting set to do their book tours or their launch of whatever it is, they forget that, okay, what's the, what's the purpose of me being there? And I know we talked about this off microphone just before we started recording, but do you know exactly what it is? with the with the venues with the engagements that you're creating what the goal of them are in other words where you want that to go what's the what's the next step for the audience i believe if you grow your emotional intelligence you will Um, increase your odds for success in your venture. Mm -hmm. And people want the magic pill. They want the hack. They want the secret sauce. And I'm telling them it's going to take time and you're going to have to really get deep into how you think, what behaviors are driven by what emotions and how you can move through that. So my speaking is simply an introduction to this concept. It is, here's what it is. Here's how it plays out. This is the connection. I'm going to show you how it connects. And that's my goal as a speaker. From there, if they want to, if they're curious, my idea is to get them curious and to understand that, oh yeah, there's something to this maybe. And then they'll look to buy the book, which is what the speaking tour is, is the calling card for. Mm -hmm. So then they buy the book, which then brings them a little bit deeper into their own developing of their emotional intelligence. Now, when they've gone into the book, then there's often going to be a subset of that community that's like, wow, I want to do more. I've started, but I want to do more. I want to go deeper into this. And Mm -hmm. for that, I have a membership that's going to be um, a site that is going to be a, a subscription site, which will be a membership that people can then continue their journey with their growing and developing of their emotional intelligence with a number of people who have the same language because they've also read the book and are in the same kind of um, world of their entrepreneurs and they're struggling with how emotional intelligence is showing up for them and how they're moving through the journey. And so they can have other people that understand where they're at. And so it's building the community and then taking them deeper and deeper into the, the topic. So let me ask you this question, just just so I'm clear and that we're clear with the audience. By the way, we're chatting with Elizabeth Miner, and she's giving us a lot of great insights for planning, pitching, and booking speaking gigs, whether it's for your own book or, or really anything big that you're working through, whether it's a program or a new a new line of your business, a product, whatever it is. But let me ask you this question, because I, I just want to be clear that, that I've got this right. So you're not just selling your book. You're not just pitching your book from the stage. You're also planting the seeds or suggesting that there's another layer 
that they can either tap into in that moment or that as they're reading the book, it's available to them. Is that correct? Yeah, that is absolutely correct. And so this allows them multiple choices and it allows them to sit with the idea and go, yeah, no, and then run into, because they will run into this some point into their journey. And then they're going to be like, what was that book again? What was that lady's name? (laughs) And then, um, or it'll be some of those people who are currently in the midst of something and they're going to be listening to my speaking from the Mm -hmm. stage and they're going to be like, oh, 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 oh. And they're going to want to jump into the membership group and and just dive in with other entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that are really moving through these same issues. So, yeah, it's it's multiple layers. I like that. I love it. And I also like the fact that, and you just alluded to it, that one of the challenges that can sometimes happen if you're, and I know this isn't you, you're not pigeonholing yourself into conferences only, but one of the challenges that can happen is you might be one of several speakers mm-hmm. at a larger event or conference. and even if I've bought your book and I take it home, I might forget half of what you talked about because there are so many other things that are going on during the conference, whether it be a virtual conference or a physical stand on stage conference. So there might be other layers. So the fact that you're providing more opportunities or more ways for people to, to work with you or to get the support, to get that synergy for their own emotional intelligence and and creating that synergy is phenomenal. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm trying to meet people where they're at. This is a very interesting topic. And I've had, uh, I've been in entrepreneurial groups online and I've broached the topic and it's interesting the different reactions I get. And it depends on what the situation is, but sometimes I get a lot of uh, resistance to the idea. And then as we talk through it, I get the, "Mm, maybe, but mm." And you know, I've hit something and I'm just like, I, I just encourage you to entertain the opportunity that this might be what's going on. What's the, just out of curiosity, what's, what's the resistance? What, what type of resistance are you you getting sometimes? Sorry. Ego. I'm sorry. I just, it was right there. (laughs) Ego is, is the bigger thing is like, I got it. My emotions don't, I'm logic brained. And that's something that people tell me all the time. I was like, yeah, well, so do you operate like Spock from, from Star Trek? (laughs) And they're like, well, nobody operates like Spock. I'm like, well, that's logic brained. And actually our decisions are emotionally based and we are emotional. We are still human. Um, even though entrepreneurs are a different kind of human, um, we are still human. We are making decisions out of our emotional, uh, with some emotional input. And that is how, you know, if we understand that and understand what might be at play, we can then work with that. So, but that's some of the resistance. It's the ego that emotion is getting in the way. Nope, I know what I want. I and and I'm telling you, this, it crosses all industries, it crosses yep. all countries, it crosses whether you're funded or not, if you're bootstrapping or you're VC funded, doesn't matter, doesn't matter what product, it crosses everything. It's so true. And I, I the best example I can think of, and I'm sure you can, you know, name off several and, and have worked with several 
you know, companies and entrepreneurs and such, but, but the best example, and I, and I'll share this with my clients. And I think I've shared this even on podcasts where, you know, there's a reason why as you go through your grocery store, the chips and the candy bars are there. If we were making logical decisions and the store was making decisions based on your health, because we all know better health comes from the celery sticks and the carrot sticks, <laughs> that's where they would be is in the checkout counter. But no, it's the potato chips and the candy bars because we have an emotional connection to the first time we opened our favorite candy bar that just happens to be right there screaming at us again, or, oh yeah, you know what? I could go for a bag of potato chips right now because, because just because. Mm-hmm. So, so certainly if, if that's a, a, you know, even the simplest of examples, I can imagine from a business perspective and doing a deeper dive into industries and corporations, how it's even more exposed. Yeah, it's, it's really incredible. And, and, you know, we are humans and we take all of our experiences that we've had growing up and we bring them into our businesses. It just is. And so these two things interplay. And and I would say it interplays very strongly with speakers as well, mm-hmm. because, you know, there's all those demons and there's all those yeah. things. You're not good enough. The imposter syndrome, all those things that come up for entrepreneurs are things that can be addressed through a a stronger emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. And this is the things that we face as speakers. There is a lineup you get on when you're, you get that conference gig and you look at one of those speakers and I, you know, and you're like, Oh my God, this person, I'm going to, I'm not, how did I, Oh, can I do this? And then you think to yourself, wait a minute. They put me on this stage next to that person. I can do this. I got this. And you have to walk yourself through that, right? Yeah. So, but it's all that. It's emotional intelligence plays in everything. And speakers are just a different type of an entrepreneur. And it's the same type of thing. It's funny you mentioned that. I remember sharing the stage with somebody who trained me. So one of my coaches fairly early on in my business who trained me how to sell from the stage. And here I am sharing a stage with this person and here I am selling from the stage and I'm, I'm, I'm you know, pitching a service and I'm like, Oh my goodness. And there's my mentor potentially right. watching me in that moment going. So I saw your presentation and I just want to give you some feedback. So, but I can certainly see the, the ego or the, certainly the, the mental exercises that we All go through. All the stories. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, phenomenal. Yep. That time that you spoke in third grade and everybody laughed at you, that comes up the minute you step on stage, right? Yep. And so those experiences that you have as a child or growing up or at any point, they come with you when you go to the business. So it's it's in dealing with those and recognizing those, and then, then you can actually move through them and use them going forward. This is a great discussion, Elizabeth. We're, we're talking to Elizabeth Minor, planning, pitching, and booking speaking gigs for your own book tour or really anything big that you're working on. In your case, Elizabeth, it is a book tour and it sounds like it's a tour. I kind of want to join it and be a groupie. Just go with you from venue to come venue. Come along, come along. <laughs> Before I let you go though, and I'd love to carry on the discussion, but man, oh man, I, I definitely want to give people the opportunity to tap into some of what you're talking about and get a taste or a feel for where this is going for you and how it can affect them. So what's something that you want to offer as a takeaway to whoever is listening today? 
Well, I'd love to kind of introduce this topic to anyone who is interested. If this has piqued their interest in any way, love to introduce them to the topic in a little bit of a deeper level. For your listeners, we'll have a chapter of my upcoming book, um, The Entrepreneur Advantage. I will have that available to your listeners, chapter that they can download and um, just start to kind of toy with the idea and see if it resonates for them and they want to go deeper. And of course, when the book is ready, you'll be able, you'll get the first chapter or whichever chapter Elizabeth decides to send you, and then you'll be able to buy the book. There you go. There you (laughs) go. Or join the book tour. I'll have the uh, I'll have the information on my website elizabethminer.net and you'll have a, a link for your listeners. Yeah, we'll make sure we that it's in the show notes. So if you're hearing that, it is it is in the show notes there. You'll be able to grab it there. Elizabeth, it has been a phenomenal conversation today. Any last thoughts before before you go today? Really, I just think that, you know, the whole idea about Don't wait for somebody to give you a stage. If you have something that you feel like you are capable of bringing some information to the table that hasn't been said or hasn't been said in your way, don't wait for somebody to make a stage for you. Go out there, figure out who your audience is and make your own stage and just get out there and do the thing. I love it. That's a great, great final thought. Elizabeth Miner, she is the author of The Entrepreneur Advantage, Emotional Intelligence for Creating and Growing Your Business. You'll be able to grab that first chapter from her. Again, the links are in the show notes. And of course, when the book is ready, you'll be able to grab the book too and maybe even join her on the book tour. Elizabeth, thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much, Carl. It's been an absolute pleasure. Until next time, get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca. And don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at carlrichard72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking 